Hello, and welcome to A Dash of Salt with AJ. I'm your host, Ahsoka Jackson. Last episode, I explained my interpretation of Reiner's dinnertime conversation with his family. In this part, I'll go into why he'd use such a roundabout method in the first place. I think there are two main factors here. One is that he's dealing with people who more or less believe what Marley has been feeding them. The manga had a fair bit more exposition in this section of the story that had to be streamlined for the television broadcast. One thing made a little clearer is that information regarding Paradise Island is restricted as a whole, because of course they don't want the Eldians and Marley, or folks in general I would suppose, to know the truth about Paradise and what its people are really like, plus the situation they've been trapped in over there. And Gabby in particular is steeped in the false ideas they've been given in lieu of the truth. If Reiner just came out and bluntly told her how wrong she was, she'd probably just get ticked and refuse to believe him. So I think he's trying to take opportunities to subtly guide her there, little by little, instead. And I really think his plan A is just to have Falco beat her so she can't fulfill her plan anyways. That actually seems like a more promising plan than trying to convince her. The second main factor to consider here is an even bigger one. The Eldians living in Marley live under constant surveillance and suspicion regarding their quote-unquote loyalty to the country. This has already been shown to us multiple times and in multiple ways. So what Reiner went for was a more indirect way of getting his message across for safety purposes. Now, some things I didn't pick up on here until another poster pointed them out. A. Reiner's mother was probably in such a hurry to close the window, not because of the weather, but instead because of the fear of surveillance. She was likely concerned that even Reiner's subtle dissidents would be overheard and bring punishment, or at the very least, scrutiny and interrogation. B. This is very much like the dynamic we saw with the flashback to Grisha Yeager's childhood and the interactions with his father. Even after the revelation that Grisha's little sister Faye had been brutally murdered by remorseless Marlians, an enraged and distraught Grisha was hushed by his father, who was basically terrified that the rest of the family would be next if anyone overheard Grisha's fury over the murder and over how they were being treated as Eldians. So this is like a subtler version of that scene, where we have Reiner's mother being paranoid about the surveillance and following up Reiner's words with the repetition of what Marley would have wanted her to say. Actually, that begs the question of whether or not she really believes that herself, or was simply acting. But, the w- but with the way she seemed to direct her words towards Gabby, it seems like she really feels that way and was trying to undo any doubt or wavering that Reiner might have triggered in the girl. Ah, that same poster also noted that Reiner probably got Zeke's hint about surveillance during that one meeting, and that this is why he hurried to interrupt Galliard before the boy said anything that would get them in trouble. I got the fact that Reiner was interrupting him, but I hadn't been clear on why. I hadn't been thinking that maybe Reiner already knew about Zeke's plan and had made up his mind to follow it and wished to prevent any dissent that might dissuade the others from following the plan. But the theory of protecting Galliard makes more sense to me, and Reiner's ability to pick up Zeke's hints about surveillance, whereas Galliard failed to, lends credence to the idea that Reiner would be subtle enough himself to use the approach of protesting against Marley's teachings in a disguised way that initially sounds like he's bad-mouthing our crew from Paradis. I think that about covers it for now. Uh, I mentioned information from the manga chapters that correspond to this episode. I'm a little hesitant to reveal some of this because it could still be that they're either trying to preserve the mystery or plan to disclose the info at a later date, so I'm a bit conflicted. 
but I think for now I will disclose some of it, at least. In the manga conversation between Reiner and Falco, it's more clearly indicated that Reiner is probably trying to protect Falco to an extent. There's a more direct reference to the idea that others besides Reiner might hear Falco's words and report him. By the way, there seems to be a bit of confusion regarding that scene down at the harbor. Folks, I'm pretty sure the store Reiner said they were too young for was a brothel. To those of you who thought it was just a bar, yes, you're very correct in pointing out that war isn't age-appropriate either. But that doesn't mean we need to pile on the damage. They're already likely enough to have both psychological damage and traumatic brain injury. Do you really want to add alcohol damage to their brains and at a vulnerable stage of development? Plus, people sometimes cope with stress and trauma by turning to substance abuse. Could we try not to turn our telephone into alcoholics? I'm just saying. And of course, now that you know it's probably a brothel, it's a definite no-go zone. Underaged children. Need I say any more? Of course, there's never an appropriate age for the sexual exploitation industry anyways, but under those circumstances, it would have been extra twisted. So yeah, they may be child soldiers, but Reiner was being a good big brother and trying to shield them from at least some of the additional damage they would have been risking. And I don't think he even noticed this, but their little group was being uh, watched from the rooftops, so he might have gotten in a bit of trouble later on if he'd let anything janky happen there. Alright, now let's talk about the animation. There's been a lot of feedback about this. Some people found that it felt vaguely off. Others thought it was terrible and made things look weird as heck. And other folks adored the animation and the cinematic methods employed. Motion capture, film grain, etc. And felt that they brought a great deal of life to the episode. I fall somewhere in between. I hadn't initially noticed the issues folks had with Udo, the boy with the glasses, even watching it a second time. But once I focused on that in a third viewing, I did get what folks were complaining about. It was explained that motion capture and rotoscoping were used for aspects of this episode. I think something ironic happened where the movements looked jarring and more erratic because the way that humans move in real life is naturally less smooth and coordinated than how we normally see it captured in animation. I think it actually stuck out due to being too realistic. And I do think they probably could have integrated it a little more smoothly there. While I believe MAP has gotten a lot of unfair complaining, I don't intend to act like they're perfect and can do no wrong. That said, I actually do think it worked really well in other areas. The interactions between Gabby and her family were fantastic. The scenes were so lively and lifelike, and there was such a feeling of warmth conveyed. It was so compelling. When folks mentioned the animation aspect, it finally clicked for me why it looked so good and what I had been picking up on there. This kind of thing is why it's so great to hear feedback and perspectives from fellow fans and gain the benefit of their unique areas of expertise and observation. I do hope that MAPPA actually continues using these techniques overall and just is able to improve the execution. But it's already fantastic in at least some sections. There was also an interesting point made. The uncanny, jarring feeling folks are getting at times may be a deliberate thing. These episodes are meant to be a little unsettling and off, because we're over here getting attached to a world and characters whom we know are A. On the enemy side for us, B. On a lethal collision course with our main cast from Paradise, and C. Are steeped in these inaccurate ideas and mindsets, courtesy of Marley. Even during the happier moments, things are not quite right. 
We're kind of living in the Matrix again, come to think of it. The folks on Paradis have begun to wake up, but the Eldians of Marley still have a serious ways to go. Oh, and I realized that the choppy, flickery element may also be part of emulating real-life footage, like old cinema and especially war uh, documentaries or footage. So that may be another deliberate thing, and another area where they incorporated elements of live-action cinematography into the animation. I originally would have given this episode a score of 7.5. 7 sounded too low, and I don't want to rate everything as 8 or 9, so I felt 7.5 would be decent as a score for average. But hearing from people who understand the subtle filmmaking techniques used, it sounds like this episode is at least an 8 or 8.5, just a quiet, subtle one. So I definitely look forward to re-examining the episode as a whole, and especially certain aspects like the visual and sound design during Reiner's story time, the symbolic use of light of uh, lighting during that flashback he had at the harbor, and the animation and voice acting of background characters. One thing I did notice in general is that the lighting in this episode was absolutely gorgeous, and the animation style in general remains beautiful and something I'm really happy Mappa went with. I also want to pay extra attention to the use of music as well. I mentioned before how one of the two main moments that brought tears to my eyes was the scene with Falco and the war veteran with the amputated left leg. The other big moment was the reunion scene where we saw our characters return to their families. The music during that scene really got to me the second time I viewed it. I'm sure there's more I could cover, but that'll have to be it for now. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're having a good time, please don't forget to subscribe for updates and leave a like, share, or review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, social media, or whichever platform you use to listen. Be blessed and stay salty.